Hi, it's Dr. Ayomize here, and welcome to Master Plan Marriage, where we focus on the master and his plans for all marriages, mine and yours included. Okay, here's the question of the day right off the bat. We're just going to jump right in. The question is, what does it mean to maximize your marriage? Now, I just did a quick Google search of the word maximize, and two definitions stick out. One is to make as large or great as possible, and two is to make the best use of. Now, let me just say that when we're talking about maximizing your marriage, to make as large or great as possible, that's what God does. That's God's doing, right? He's the one that gifted it to us. He's the one that blesses us. He makes it as large or as great as possible. Now, where we coming in, where we come in is in making the best use of the gift that God has given us, okay? So, today we're answering this question. Well, not we, me. <laughs> it's just me today. <laughs> Maximizing uh, or making the best use of your marriage, right? How can this be done? And there's two ways that we're going to focus on today. One is to remember or review your benefits, the benefits of marriage. And two, being aware of and avoiding the opposite of maximizing, which would be deflating, reducing, playing down, diminishing, weakening. And that's what we don't want to do to our marriages, right? So being aware of it and avoiding the opposite. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's start with remembering or reviewing the benefits. So I'm, I, I want us to think corporate world for a minute. When you think about getting a job, you know, you the focus is on the pay, the salary, base pay, but there are also benefits, right? You have your fringe benefits, and those are where the bonuses come in, maybe a company car, stock options, a gym membership, health insurance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, well, if the world knows how to give good things, how much more does our Heavenly Father know how to give good things, right? There's a benefit package in this thing called marriage. He has given us, God has given us a great thing in marriage, and it comes with a lot of benefits, lots of benefits. And this is not, this is not something that we want to be confused with the purpose of marriage. We have a purpose in marriage to give God the glory first and foremost, and we've spoken about the purposes of marriages. But there are some privileges that we get to graciously partake in as we receive this gift of marriage. So... Jumping back to the corporate world example. Imagine you're at a job, and yes, you're enjoying your weekly, bi-weekly pay, but then when at some point you're reviewing your benefits, right, or you remember your benefits, and you realize you're paying for your own gym membership, for example, and you're not taking advantage of what your job has offered. That could be frustrating. That could be annoying. Why am I spending so much money where I can just use my job's offer, benefit, plan, fill in the blank, right? Or, um, you know, you have your health insurance and the job pays for it, but you've gone and paid out of pocket unnecessarily, right? That could be frustrating. 
Well, sometimes with marriage, the more obvious benefits like physical intimacy are heavily focused on, right? That can be, I don't want to say like your pay, (laughs) but just like how you focus on getting your, your weekly pay, right? You could sometimes focus on the more obvious benefits of marriage like physical intimacy. And listen, you know, physical intimacy is great. And we could spend a whole episode on that alone. And hint, hint, we will <laughs> down the line. But today, let's focus on the other benefits. And I think it's important to recognize that there are so many benefits in marriage. And we have to remember, we have to review so that we can take advantage of it and make sure we're not downplaying our marriages and we're not weakening them, weakening, weakening them. <laughs> come on somebody (laughs) all right so that's what we're focusing on today so Joseph and I did our own research right I feel like it was family feud right how does it go it's like the top survey the top answers and survey sets I don't know I'm messing it up you guys know what I'm talking about but anyway (laughs) we you know asked around to our friends um what the benefits for marriage were and I'll just share the top three that was repeated Uh, one the ability to mirror Christ and the church two um, the opportunity or the space to be able to grow grow together grow as individuals and grow collectively and three which I think was the highest um, uh, or most repeated benefit in marriage was companionship, friendship, lifelong um, friend, best friend, fellowship, right? And so um, that was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to hear different responses. And let's get into, let's get into some of them and um, some other benefits that um, Joseph and I sat down and, and really listed out. So with companionship, like you, you have a companion. You have a companion in your husband or in your wife. Do you see him as such? Do you see her in that light? Are you guys coming together? Are you talking about your dreams? Are you talking about your visions? Are you talking about your passions? Do you know your husband's passions? Do you know your wife's goals? You know? Are you guys talking about these? Are you having these kind of conversations? Are you seeing each other um, as as best friends that you want to spend time with and you want to grow together, right? You know, I think of Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to 12, and it says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not equal, not quickly broken. Excuse me. And so... Let me just say that this this passage is not just about marriage, right? You, different types of relationships can be applied to um, different parts of these of this passage, but here we're talking about marriage, and 
You know, this is a scripture that's often used in wedding ceremonies where you have the three ropes being tied together to symbolize um, as a visual symbolism of the marriage between husband and wife and God being the center, God being the one that binds, God being everything, right, in a marriage. And so we see that two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. There's a good reward that comes with a husband and wife coming together, being companions, working together. And one can support the other. Obviously, two lying together keep each other warm. <laughs> There's company that's there. Um, there's ability to fight together. And we talk about who the enemy really is, right? That the enemy is the devil the or anyone or anything that wants to destroy what God has put together between, you know, you and your husband or you and your wife. And so you two coming together, you can stand against anything or anyone coming against you right and so here it is here it is that that companionship that union um is a good reward you know um there's there's benefit in coming together and so ask yourselves if if that if that is what you guys are doing in your marriage day to day um and then let's let's go to Genesis chapter 1, 27 to 28. It says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So some words stand out. Fruitful, multiply, fill, subdue, have dominion over. Now, so often this scripture is quoted in reference that that fruitful and multiply is always in reference to, or often in reference to, bearing children. And now that's a wonderful benefit in and of itself, of course. But... It's not just about bearing children because you can have a very fruitful marriage and not have physical children of your own, okay? And so this fruitful and multiply and fill and subdue and dominion, like I just think dominate, like go out there and do what the Lord has called you and your spouse to do in your marriage. I've said it before and I'll say it again. He didn't just bring you two together to look at each other. <laughs> he has plans and purposes for your marriage. Your marriage is to glorify him, right? Your marriage is to be a light that others may see and glorify our father in heaven. And so there's work to be done. Be fruitful. Go and produce something, right? Multiply. Multiply whatever he has put in your hands as a couple. Fill the earth. Go and give. Give of your marriage. Let others be blessed by your marriage. Have dominion, dominate, go out there. I don't know how many times to say it, but I just feel like there's so much more to this scripture. And along with that is that partnership, right? We're talking about companionship. We're talking about working together and 
being partners, do you see your spouse as an equal partner? Now, yes, we know that there are specific roles that the Lord has ordained, and we've spoken about that, about the husband being the head and the wife um, being the helper. In along those lines, and in the same way, you can be partners working together. It doesn't mean that your spouse is less than because she is the helper. You guys are partners. You're working together. And how much more fruit can you produce working together? Are you allowing for that, right? Um, ask yourselves in your, in your marriage, is it a partnership? Is it... Um, a place where you guys are working together or are you working against separately doing your own thing almost living as singles just rooming together what are you doing you know what what do you see your marriage as and if it's going down that path I just encourage you to bring it back around You know, go to the Lord and allow him to help you come to this place where you see each other as companions, as friends, as partners. And then that goes into personal growth, right? We talked about one of the benefits of marriage. Um, I personally see, see marriage part, one part, one aspect of marriage as an opportunity for this personal growth in, in the way that, um, it's almost like a mirror, (laughs) you know when you um are in this relationship and and it really is about having safe space a safe space where you can grow safely um to become who the lord has called you to be and the lord you know the people always say the lord works in mysterious ways i don't know if there's a scripture that goes with that (laughs) but it is always interesting and fascinating with the way that the, world, the the Lord works and how he can use marriage to refine you as the individual, right? You can be so focused on what's wrong with your spouse and what they're doing wrong, but marriage has a way of that having a mirror up, up to you to show you yourself. <laughs> Through marriage, I have recognized... Um, my you know my faults my weaknesses and it's not just to point them out and do nothing with it right it's it's that reflection that awareness like wow okay I can be a little selfish and I only recognize that or I recognize that even more in this union with my husband right where I am in position to love him unconditionally love him selflessly so when i recognize oh wow i'm i'm acting in a selfish manner now i have the opportunity to turn that around to go to god right and allow him to to shape me and to form me to look more like him and god uses marriage to do that so <laughs> i feel like i went down down a path but I hope you guys get what I'm trying to say. So that personal growth, right? Let's 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 think about constructive criticism in that. Where here we have an opportunity to grow, grow as husband and grow as wife in this safe space where we can bounce ideas off of one another, where we can um, see just just by doing doing life with one another, 
how we act and react and now we can receive constructive criticism from our partner from our husbands or from our wives to help us right and so there's an opportunity for growth there there's an opportunity for growth even if it's not um, directly between husband and wife like um, the ability for a spouse to help another when it comes to work, you know, being able to share what happened during the day at work to your husband or to your wife and be able to get feedback. And even if that is constructive criticism about your own role in whatever happened, you know, just being able to come back again, a safe space to return and share things with your spouse and be able to grow through that. Like there's just so many opportunities for growth um, for the personal growth, individual growth in the marriage. And I just think of Proverbs 19:20. It says, listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. And we have the ability to receive advice and wisdom right in our own homes. And are we taking advantage of that? Are you sharing things with your spouse? Are you open to receiving guidance from your spouse do you see your spouse as someone worth getting advice from I I, like I make no assumptions you know I'm asking you guys these questions so you can reflect and you can think about where you are and where you guys stand you know another benefit of marriage is the the ability to experience God's love in another way. God is multifaceted, right? And God's love is multifaceted. And he, again, uses marriage to demonstrate his love for us. And so we can experience God's love through our spouse's love for us, through our spouse's forgiveness for us, through our spouse's unconditional acceptance of us. You know, those are different ways that we can experience God's love. Um, And then there are a few scriptures that talk about the benefits in terms of our relationship with God. For example, 1 Peter 3, 7 says, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. So there's a lot we could talk about here, but the focus, the way I want to focus is that so your prayers may not be hindered. So by husbands, by living with your wives in an understanding way, living peacefully with your wife, your prayers are not hindered. And just think about that. Think about that, what what the Lord is saying, that he, he honors and he values your relationship with your spouse so much that he's saying that if if husbands are not living with their wives peacefully and i would say the in the same way then that can hinder your prayer life and that makes sense right if you think about it if you're not um, treating your wife or your spouse or your husband with love and respect you know you you're having unresolved issues with your spouse and then you want to go to God and pray and speak to him without acknowledging those things it yeah it's, <laughs> you know the the Lord knows he knows and he sees and so he wants to, you to come to him honestly and so 
yeah, I think I think that 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 is important to recognize that even our relationship with God um, is is strengthened when we are doing what He's called us to do in our marriages. The Bible also talks about um, how individuals in a marriage can can spur their spouses on to grow in obedience to the Lord. Like you have the ability as a wife, you have the ability as a husband to help your spouse grow in obedience to the Lord. First Peter 3, 1 to 2 says, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. And then along with that, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 14 and 16 says, For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. For how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? And so even in the way that we love, um, the way that we love our spouses, the way that we conduct ourselves toward them can draw an unbelieving spouse, um, unbelieving children, They can be drawn to obey God, to surrender to God, um, to live lives worthy of their callings. And so there's so much that can happen, can be done when we understand the benefits of our marriages, when we understand that um, we have the opportunity to demonstrate God's love to our spouses by the way that we conduct ourselves. So now, the world, before I go into the next one, like the world will give you all these legal benefits, right? Like social security and filing joint taxes. Um, But you know, we're not here for that. (laughs) Like those are, I wouldn't even say secondary, like what, tertiary benefits. Um, Because that's just not our focus. We know that our focus is on God and what God has to say about our marriages and what his desires are. And so, but I I say that to say even the world can recognize benefits. And even even more so, the world recognizes that there are emotional benefits. Like I came across an article and it was saying that um, couples in a committed marriage even live longer than those who are single, cohabiting, or divorced. But why? Because to start, the emotional support that is possible in a marriage provides each partner with the feeling of being heard, right? And it spoke about, particularly for the men, being in a stable relationship allows men to break outside of gender expectations and roles. Um, And they they went on to say, you know, statements like uh, men don't cry or men don't talk about their feelings, um, with those being out there, having a stable, safe space for people to be able to, to verbalize their emotions, to express themselves, their feelings, and their needs allows them to not go unnoticed, right? And then it avoids the suppression of those feelings, those emotions, those needs. And so that's why that those ideas of being heard, um, particularly in men, um, 
and having that emotional support is extremely beneficial. And I want to say, what does the Bible say, right? Like, because before man realized that this was a benefit, God already knew. So we give God all the credit. So Genesis chapter 2, verse 18 says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. And oftentimes that word helper, helpmate, you know, is looked at as like um, physically help. You know, the wife can physically help. But I think emotionally as well. I think this speaks to that, you know, a wife can give her air, her time, her um, understanding, compassion, love toward her husband. And that, in fact, helps him. Right. Um, I don't think it's just men. A lot of times like this. this research showed you know yeah you often hear um about men struggling with expressing emotions but I could say the same about about some women the point is having a husband having a wife creating a safe space I feel like I've said that a lot (laughs) that's the key allows for that emotional support to be present it allows for husbands and wives to feel comfortable and feel safe to be able to share what what's going on I say that your husband or your wife should be the one who knows everything about you second to God very 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 distant second to God but you know what I mean you know and that should be your safe space so I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask this question Is your best friend your husband? Is your best friend your wife? Or is there someone else that you share your heart with? That you go to, that you run to, that you emote? Because I would say, I will say that it, it can be very dangerous if that person is not your spouse. Your spouse should be the one that you have that intimacy with. And we'll talk about that down the line as well. Into me see. That intimacy, that, that's really important. And so that's, that's another benefit um, of marriage. And I ask, you know, I wonder if, if we are taking advantage of these benefits So, as I said earlier, I wanted to talk about being aware of and avoiding the opposite of maximizing your marriage. Because that's what we're talking about here, maximizing your marriage, right? Taking advantage of the benefits that the Lord has graciously given us. And I think part of maximizing your marriage is being aware of what the opposite, right? What the opposite is, right? (laughs) Um, And so... Yeah, not just minimizing the marriage, right? The opposite of maximize, minimize. But the idea of, you know, deflating, reducing your marriage, playing it down, diminishing your marriage, weakening your marriage in any way. How do we do that? We do that when we forget the benefits, right? We do that when we start taking our eyes off of God and onto the things of this world, we, we do that 
when we start wishing things were different. And I'm not saying that when things are not going well that you wish they were better. (laughs) But I'm just saying when we take our eyes off of the focus and of the purpose of what we have and the gifts we've been given oh that's just my wife oh that's just my husband as if they're of no importance of no significance um we we weaken we diminish we can weaken or diminish our marriages when we bring other voices into it we bring other people into what is supposed to be a safe space a sacred place between husband and wife um we, we diminish our marriages when we downplay our spouses. We take them for granted. Um, you know, have you ever had a moment where your spouse says something and eh, it's not, you don't really take it. Somebody else says that same exact thing and it's, whoa. <laughs> you know, it's funny because children will do that to parents. But we have to be mindful. We have to be really careful with our spouses to make sure we don't take them for granted make sure that we're not looking elsewhere what we're already receiving at home because dissatisfaction can grow you know can just start off as a seed and grow and then eyes are wandering and then hearts are departing you know and it's so important that we're careful and along with that, you know, sometimes the benefits, what what was good or what is supposed to be good is corrupted. What is meant to be a good benefit is now weaponized. For example, like take the constructive criticism we were talking about earlier and, you know, how it should be a safe space. But it can be weaponized when an argument arises, right? And the, the very things that your husband or your wife said to you in confidence, you're now throwing into their face, right? In those vulnerable moments, a spouse has a has the ability to bring down their other their other half, their other whole, um, even further. And that's taking the benefit of having the the safe space, companionship, emotional support the person that that you share everything with now taking that benefit and turning it for evil weaponizing weaponizing it using it against your spouse uh, is a sure way of demeaning diminishing weakening the this very thing that the lord has gifted you in your marriage right so I don't I don't want to stay there that long honestly I don't really want to focus on wh- how we can destroy our marriages <laughs> but I think it's just important to be aware of different behaviors different actions um, habits that we have that we might have acquired along the way um, viewpoints outside voices things we've picked up along the way because we've seen we've heard you know whatever it is but just to be mindful that we're not doing anything to minimize what God has given us in our marriages to avoid 
you know, deflating our, our, our marriage, diminishing, weakening, destroying, um, minimizing, I'm just repeating myself, <laughs> but avoiding these things, avoiding these things so that we could maximize our marriage. And that brings me back to where we started today, that word maximize, right? You know, we said to make as large or great as possible. And we know that God does that to make the best use of. And we talked about different ways different benefits, right, that we could take advantage of. Benefits of seeing our spouse as companions, seeing our spouses as friends, seeing our spouses as our emotional support system, um, seeing our spouses as um, a partner, partners, seeing our spouses as opportunities, as vessels for God to demonstrate his love toward us, right? And so we know these these benefits and let's go out and take advantage of it but know that that can only be done by the power of God I'm not going to sit here and give you the five steps to a successful marriage no (laughs) because it's the Lord it's only the Lord it's only by his doing all I say is fix your eyes on God fix your eyes on him and what he has for you and what he is speaking to you through his word and what he has to say because he has the final say he has the the initial say in creating marriage and he has the final say in demonstrating and in showing you how your marriage uh, should run should flourish should thrive and so we run to him to get our guidance to living out our lives um, living out our marriages for his glory so with that, I'm just going to say, remember, remember the, these benefits. Remember your why, why you got married in the first place. Um, and even if, you know what, even if that why wasn't the best, <laughs> you chose your spouse, your spouse chose you. And what God has joined together, let no man, including yourselves, put asunder. Amen. All right, guys, let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for your word, God. I thank you for who you are, God. I thank you, Lord, for this time, this moment right now. I thank you for this person listening right now, Lord. I pray that you would touch their hearts, Lord, as they desire to know you and grow in you and grow in their marriage, Lord, that you would help them. You would help them to see all of the benefits that you've laid out for them. For you are a father who gives good gifts. And help them receive of the gifts. Receive open-handedly all that you have blessed them with and given unto them through their marriage, through their husbands, and through their wives, Lord God. Have your way. Let your will be done, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Love y'all. Bye.